Greetings and welcome to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, a recovering people pleaser turn ASW encouragement coach, Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you are back with me as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is Be Humble. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome. Before we dive into today's topic, as always, I want to address a few things. So here are three important details that I want to share. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who is passionate about encouraging people to live their best lives. Two, I am a Christian, so I'm going to share my personal experiences that are going to involve my beliefs, but I'm not going to force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman, hence the podcast name, and I'm surrounded by a lot of women. So a lot of my examples will be a woman. However, men, please know that I am fully aware that we have supermen out there as well. And if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain that strong and unshakable image, this podcast is for you. And if you enjoy hearing encouraging tips and tools to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed, join the Encouragement Fam. Remember to click subscribe like, rate five stars, and review. Okay, so now that we've gotten all the logistics out of the way, let's discuss Be Humble. So I'm going to jump right into it because I know y'all like, what in the world is this woman talking about? It's funny because this is definitely not what I was going to talk about this week, but I thought it was so important to address as soon as possible. All right, so let me share a little bit of background with you guys. My hubby, who is super supportive, He always listens to my episodes. Love you, boo. Thank you. So I asked him for feedback on my latest episode, and he said it was good, but he didn't like that I apologized so much. And when he said that, it kind of caught me off guard because I couldn't remember a time where I apologized. That shows you just how bad it is. So I guess everything was showing up on my face because then he went on to explain that essentially in the episode, I was specifically talking about blessings that I received and come to recognize in the midst of Corona. And then as I'm listing my blessings, I immediately apologize if people thought I was bragging about success in a time where others may be suffering. So once he pointed it out like that, it made absolute sense. And I 100% agreed with him. He was right. I actually remember when I was recording it, feeling exactly that sentiment, feeling worried that I was sounding too privileged or maybe even too blessed, if that's even a thing. And let me go on record in saying I do not believe that that is a thing. But I have to be honest, my feelings around this are a little complex. And I think, honestly, anyone who is extremely compassionate is going to have this complex because you're thankful for your blessings, but then you also feel bad because you know you're being blessed in a time where others are truly struggling. People are losing jobs. People are losing homes. People are literally losing their lives. And here I am being blessed in the midst of all of this. So, yeah, there's a bit of survivor's guilt which is essentially when you feel guilty literally for surviving something that others have not. And even favor guilt. And yes, I made that term up. So if you start hearing other people saying that, you could be like, hey, I heard that on the podcast first. 
All right, antithesis. But anywho, how I define favor guilt is essentially as clear cut as survivor's guilt. It's guilt for being favored. You hear that saying all the time, favor ain't fair. And it's not. But what do you do when you feel bad about it not being fair? There's a scripture that says he will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. But what about when you feel bad or even awkward about eating in front of your enemies? It's a real thing. It's a double-edged sword because you're thankful for the blessings, but you also feel guilty about them, which leads you to not truly enjoy them to their fullest extent. And what may even sound worse about this situation is that when my hubby had the convo with me, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Automatically, it was like the Holy Spirit told me in that instant exactly where the issue came from. And you might be shocked to hear, but the Holy Spirit told me that the issue came from church. I know, right? It was definitely eye-opening, but as I look back on life, I can absolutely see how that is true. There's a thin line between blessed and boastful, favored, and full of yourself. And can I be really honest here? I think the line is thinner for women in the church than it is for the men. But that's another episode for another week. So don't get me wrong. There are times where you definitely ask and even encourage to share your blessings and give your testimony. But those are typically at arranged times. And for the most part, being humble and humility are the driving forces of your life. So outside of those arranged times, what are you doing the rest of the time? And I'm keeping 100 with y'all. Unfortunately, I believe that as society, both inside the church and outside of the church, we've somewhat distorted the definition of humility and being humble. So you know me, you know how I feel about definitions. Let's jump into some definitions. The definition of humility is essentially the act of being humble. So that was a quick and easy one. So let's jump into humble. (laughs) The definition of humble is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Not proud or haughty, not arrogant or assertive. So the Hebrew word for humility in the Bible is anav. And it's used throughout the Bible to infer various things. For instance, it's translated to be used in the context of being meek, but also lowly and saint-like and even poor. The low estimate of one's own importance part of the definition is where I believe we get stuck on the most, honestly. But it's not alone because I also believe we confuse the intended definition of the word proud. Proud in the context is closely tied to arrogance or haughtiness. But I think we believe it's being happy for your achievements and expressing that happiness in public. Those are two very different things that a lot of times get treated as one. What I don't think we understand, and we, as in some of us who came up in the church, is that being meek and being modest, we're supposed to be doing that unto God. If we're going to have a low estimate of our own importance in accordance to the definition, then that needs to be low in comparison to our creator, not to everyone else who is also made by the creator. Does that make sense? Okay, so like, think about it. As a Christian, we get on our knees to pray. We get on our knees to pray to God because he's our creator. We're honoring him. We're showing reverence, right? We don't get on our knees to talk to our neighbors or to talk to our friends or to talk to our family members. No, because we're all made in the same image. We should all be coming from that same place. 
So if we're not bowing down in reverence to other people, then why do we feel like we have to make ourselves small when it comes to blessings and favor we received? If anything, we should be proudly proclaiming it because our blessings and our favor can actually be encouragement and inspiration for other people. So instead, we're just being backwards in our understanding of being humble and end up shooting ourselves in the foot and along with that, the opportunity to help others. And let me be clear. I don't believe this is intentional on a part of what a lot of people are being taught or shown in the church. But what I think may be the issue is a message is given without context that all parties can understand. So you have the younger generation, for example, who may not have the same breadth of experience that the seasoned saints have and don't understand the message in full. And so you get half the message or just the surface of it, which leads to the word getting misinterpreted, which is common. I think the Bible may be one of the most misinterpreted books in the entire world. The issue is a misinterpretation doesn't get clarified. And sometimes the opposite is actually true. Sometimes the misinterpretation actually gets confirmed to people. Okay, so let me try to give an example. Let's take kids in a church, for example. They have the thought that humble and humility means making yourself small. And that's typically confirmed by children only being able to speak when spoken to or only having a voice on Youth Sunday or being told that their approaches to things, whether it's their thoughts or their music, is unacceptable and not welcome in a church. So you start to feel like you have to lower yourself or change yourself to fit into a certain mold to be accepted. They're more concerned about the image of what you look like and making sure that you don't make people look bad versus who you really are and what you may have to offer that's different than what they're used to. So that's confirming the wrong thing, in my opinion. Because what they should be realizing is that God made us to be meek and lowly in reverence of him, but confidently shine our light to the world and share our blessings so that others can be blessed. Actually, part of the reason the Sadducees and the Pharisees had an issue with Jesus is because he was not a respecter of persons. He treated everyone the same regardless of title or prestige, and he also never dimmed his light to fit into a mold, not even a church's mold. And we're called to be like Jesus, right? Okay, I'm just going to let that soak in for a minute. And while that's soaking in, getting into the nooks and the crannies, let me go a bit deeper into this kid example. Do you remember the story about Jesus and the little children? So if you want word for word, you can go to Matthew 19, verses 13 through 14. But the gist of it is, someone brought little children to Jesus so he could pray for them. And the disciples rebuked them according to the Bible. And rebuked essentially means that they just strongly rejected the idea of bringing children to Jesus. And I'm guessing it's because they thought Jesus was too important of a person to be dealing with some little kids who are probably, you know, being kids, energetic, loud, everything kids are. But Jesus corrected them and said, no, let the children come to me and don't hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Then Jesus laid his hands on them. So he prayed for them, essentially. And then he dipped out. And then in Matthew 18, he says, unless you become like little children, you cannot enter into heaven. And I know a lot of times we think it's solely about the innocence of a child or the blind trust that children typically have for 
for people, especially people that they know or trust or see often. But honestly, I think it was more about the genuine freedom to be themselves, to love fully, and to not have to fit into a mold to be accepted or approved of or promoted or whatever else. Children don't care about what you think about their style or their word choice. If you're not funny to them, they're not laughing. They just are who they are. And much like a lot of situations today, kids back then were expected to be seen and not heard. So they were actually living in a constant state of humility. And that's exactly who Jesus gave his time and attention to before leaving. So I think it's definitely something worth noting and paying attention to. So before I go further on a tangent, my point is the very people that Jesus was celebrating and saying that you need to be like are the same ones that are being stripped and robbed of the experience of the fullness of joy, of the fullness of being genuine, the fullness of their creativity The fullness of just being who they are, of being the light of the world. Because let's keep it 100. How are you supposed to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth when you're confined to this box that only opens when people call for you to come out? And when you do come out, you've already been stripped and scraped of layers that are you. Layers that make you who you are. And when your light is dim because you don't feel free to be yourself, you can't even light up a room, let alone a world. And here's a part where I come back from this long, windy tangent and get back to my point. Those confused kids who are just trying to do their best for the Lord and not embarrass God and make it into heaven, grow up. So this mold that they've been shaped to and the box they've been put in and the layers that have been scraped off for years and even decades lead them to being an adult that looks a lot like me. Someone saying we're going to give voice to the blessings in the midst of the storm and in the very same breath apologize for those blessings. Make it make sense, Jesus? So here I am, flaws and all, doing a lot of unlearning of church and religious traditions so I can focus solely on my relationship with God because I want to be humble in the right way. That means that I'm honoring the young me who got in trouble because I made the comment that God didn't care if I wore stockings or short sleeves to church. That means I'm showing respect to the times I recognize some choices have been made due to religion and not relationship. And that means I'm here right now coming to God before God and you apologizing. But this time I'm not apologizing for my blessings, but I'm apologizing for the fact that I misunderstood the meaning of being humble that I thought I should feel guilt for favor, and that I miss seeing the fullness of the encouragement my blessings could have provided someone by trying to dim it. And if you didn't catch the apology right after the proclamation of my received blessings in the last week's episode, then you're probably wondering how I talked a full episode about it now. (laughs) But thank you for listening. Even if it wasn't obvious to you, it convicted my spirit enough to know that I had to say something about it. If I can help one person learn from my mistakes, then I did my part. Because I am a firm believer in learning from other people's mistakes. And sometimes I'm the other people that you need to learn from. And I want to make it clear that I'm not anti-church. The church is seen as Jesus' bride. So who's going to be anti that? Not I. 
Not I in the least. I am a proud member and attendee of church virtually now, of course. However, I think there's a lot of healing that needs to take place at the church because at the end of the day, the church is full of people who have all fallen short of perfection in his glory and are trying to make it to the other side of those heavenly gates. And can I be really, 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 really real? <laughs> the people that are hurt in a church are probably a big part of them is probably hurt from being stuck in a box that somebody placed them in. And when they were finally free from that box, they're still shaped like the box. So now they have to do their own unlearning if they're open enough to do it. Because it's a lot of work and it's not easy and it's not pretty. But oh my goodness, is it worth it? Woo! I told y'all I'm still on this journey of growth, not just in laying the cake down, but in any area that still needs some improvement. And this right here, this antiquated psychology of apologies is a perfect example of that. I thank y'all for riding with me. And if you hear me slipping back into apologizing for something I shouldn't be, hold me accountable. I can't get better unless I continuously work at it. And that includes having a village that won't let me fall by the wayside in my efforts. So thank you in advance. I appreciate you. And with that, it's time to move on to our weekly segments, the Encouragement Challenge, the Beacon of Encouragement, and the Encouragement Quote. Your Encouragement Challenge this week is to review how you define being humble. Is it tied to dimming your light? Or are you still able to confidently boast all of your blessings and achievements and still walk in humility? Let me know. Hit me up on IG or hit me up on the website. I'd love to hear your feedback. Next, we have this week's Speaking of Encouragement. This week, we're celebrating Bill Murray. <laughs> I know y'all probably be like, huh, what, who? I pulled that out the sky. I know. For those who don't know, Bill Murray is an old school, I mean, just one of a kind comedian. But hear me out. Bill Murray has long been known as someone who is no respecter of persons to include himself. He is super down to earth and even has crashed weddings and parties, done dishes for people at the ends of the night at those parties, and just talked to everyone like he was a friend. He's known to not have a management team, y'all. He stays true to his word and even rides the bus still. <laughs> He's got a whole IG hashtag. Look up Bill Murray stories if you have a moment just to give you an idea how humble this guy is. I'm sure it'll lighten up your day. And I know this is something everyone should be, but let's keep it real. There's so many who are not. So I'm happy to be able to celebrate Bill Murray in all his humility. Thank you, Bill, for being a beacon of encouragement to us all. Hashtag Groundhog Day, just because. Remember, y'all, I accept Beacon of Encouragement nominations. A Beacon of Encouragement is anyone who has encouraged you in life. They deserve a spotlight, so let's give them one. Hit me up on my website, www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com, to send me your nominations. Okay, now to the encouragement quote. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less by C.S. Lewis. You better preach on today, C.S. Lewis, okay? That is facts. That speaks exactly to what we were just talking about. And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me in episode 29. Whoop, whoop. 
That's not a real old school, I know. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you're still rocking with me here as we grow on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. Please know that I do not take it for granted. If you enjoy spending time with me talking about being humble, then join the encouragement fam. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform where podcasts are found. Remember to rate five stars and review. Can't wait to meet you back here next week for episode 30. You won't want to miss it. If you have encouragement topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate, or questions you want answered, feel free to hit me up on my website, www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com. If you have Instagram, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman and check me out on Twitter at antithesis s. You know what I just thought of? I should have probably did an honorable mention of encouragement quote, be humble by Kendrick Lamar because duh. (laughs) Anywho, I wanted to give y'all a quick FYI. After next week's episode, so episode 30, I'm going to be taking a quick December break from putting out new episodes. This is going to give y'all time to catch up on any episodes you may have missed, but it's also going to give me the opportunity to put in some extra work to bring you all new content for an all-new season, season two. And in full transparency, since we're on a journey together laying the cape down, while I'm still going to be working heavily on the podcast, I'm going to allow myself some time for self-care as well. I don't do it nearly as often as I should. December is a big month for me and my family. There's a lot of positives, but there are also some tough times too. Actually, it starts in November with the loss of my paternal grandma right before Thanksgiving about five years ago. It's still a tough loss, even after five years. Then in December, I have my daughter's birthday. And unfortunately, my daughter's birthday as of three years ago is also the day that my maternal great-grandma transitioned. Then it's my son's birthday. Then I have two aunt's birthdays. Then it's Christmas. Then it's my wedding anniversary. Then it's my stepfather's birthday. Then the day after his birthday will mark the one year since he transitioned, which also happens to be the birthday of my paternal grandma that I just mentioned that transitioned in November, right before Thanksgiving. So yeah, jam-packed emotionally. There's a lot of emotions up and down, up and down, up and down. And normally I'm just way too busy to allow myself to feel much of anything. But this year in an effort to lay the cape down for real, for real, and not be in the midst of all these emotions of joy, pain, and sorrow, and then go on and try to save the day on something else or for someone else, I'm going to actually lean into it. And in order to really lean into it, I need time. I need time to just be. I need time to just feel. So I thank y'all in advance for your grace as I take this break. Again, trust and believe I'm still going to be putting out new content on social media and little reminders to catch up if you missed an episode or two. But I need a little chance to breathe for a bit. And I pray that y'all understand and just ride with me through this and just enjoy your reason for the season. And with that, I'll say talk to you again next week. Have a good one. And remember, no cape, no cap. Bye.